Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you that you are all here and for the service. And yeah, it's, it's great. I feel a lot of warmth inside of me and love. <laughs> and I'm nervous and a little bit fearful because English is not my mother language. And please forgive me. <laughs> I try my best. Um, yeah. I came in to SA 1989. After being in OA, AA, Emotional Anonymous, and um, getting sober, and yeah, and still was very crazy. <laughs> um, I was. I was not acting out at this time when I came into SA. I was um, sober, like our sobriety definition says, and I was really very wet in my head. I had emotional affairs with um, with a member in AA and with a married man from my work and. Yeah, and when I came in, there was a girlfriend I shared with her on what's going on with me and how fearful I am and that I could not get out of this emotional affairs with one affair with one man. I, I was fearful of him. I had no sex with him, but it was... I was in some way really very dependent on him. And, um, yeah, and she she said, maybe you will go to SA and look if it fits for you. So I go there and it fits. (laughs) It was really like, wow, this is my problem. And um, because I was not acting out at this time, I was I was not believing I'm a sex addict. But being there and coming again and again, I developed or I... Yeah, I see my story, my disease, and it's really since I'm in SA, I it was like yes, a journey to myself. Um, I really could see that I'm a sex addict since I'm very small. Um, I experienced abuse as a very, very small child, maybe as a baby. I don't remember it. I only can feel it in my body. I have memories of uh, abuse with my grandfather. And, yeah, and I started masturbating. I think I was five or six. And I never knew what I did it was only it helps me it helps me to to deal with my fear to deal with my extension with with 
not extension, it's not right. With my, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's egal. And yes, it gets worse and worse. When I was, I was 12 or 13. No, when I was uh, a girl in, in school, my neighbor showed me some pornographic magazines and I was shocked and in some way I was hooked. I was immediately hooked and um, yeah, and I forgot it again and later I found some magazines in my father's uh, bedroom and I started to use this for masturbating and and I got into this, this the disease more and more. I started to act out with the other side of of sex, also opposite of my, also with young boys, and yeah, I never stopped it. I, 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 I also am an alcoholic, and I always used alcohol to act out sexually, and to to find some some persons who will have sex with me and it was not i was really in, in a bad in a bad place and i was sometimes really in a, in danger and nothing was happen i was always Protected. I think my higher power always protected me because there were so many dangerous things. I I go home with men I I didn't know, and yeah, and um, I I had a, a boyfriend. I was sixteen, and he was also an addict. And after. F- Four years um, being together and not together. I had other men in between. I I got pregnant, and <clears throat> yeah, and this was the first time where I had and some kind of awakening because I I I was aware that in this place where I am and how I'm doing with drinking and I also use drugs I could not be get a, a child and be there for this and I tried to get sober and this relationship does not work I separated I I, I I separate from him. I come back. I separate. I come back. I get pregnant the second time and has my my second child. And yeah, it does not. I I could not be in a relationship with this. I I was not able for for being in a relationship. I was really. I was done. I was done after after my second child. I I reached out for help the first time, and I found this program. I found the twelve steps, and then after I think it was after six years. No, it was after five years coming into. To the other programs, I found SA and I found that I'm a sex addict. And I started to work this program. I had a a sponsor and getting better. Um, Then I met a a man in SA and I married him. (laughs) Yeah, and it was. It was really, I don't know why, but um, 
I, we were not sober before marriage. He, I, I need to look at my paper. I wrote something down. Um, yes, he, he also um, behaved sexually abusive with my kids and I married him and after the marriage all my abuse stuff come up um, I was not able to be in contact with him physical, emotional um, and it does not work out uh, we were divorced after five years And I was in SA. I was always in SA. I never left SA. I'm, I'm really grateful that I never left SA. And then I was alone. I was sober. I worked my program. I go through a lot of pain. Um, yeah, and I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better and better and better. <laughs> yeah, and, and then... I met a man again and I knew this man for a long time and I go with him into a relationship. Um, yes, and this was my, my last relapse. Um, this is 11 years ago. Um, I thought I can have sex out of marriage. <laughs> I believe that is possible for me. And it does not work. I got dependent. I got into my lust again. And lust destroys me and also this relationship. After five years, we separated. Since then, I'm sober. And I'm alone. I'm living alone on my own. It's not always easy. <laughs> And it's, it's really, how can I say it? I get to know myself so much better and see um, what I always tried to How can I say it? Try to avoid to be with myself and see what's inside of me. And there's a lot of um, pain I need to heal. And I can see that SA and this fellowship allows me to heal, helps me to heal from all what I did to others and what I experienced from others, from my abuse. And um, sometimes I think it's not possible to forgive all what I experienced and also what I did What, what I did in my disease to others. And really going through this pain, feeling what I did, come to some, to, yes, to some powerlessness I never experienced. I, the last years, um, During my sobriety, I got so much more deeper to my powerlessness over myself, my character defects, my life. And that's, that's great. <laughs> that's really my, my relief again and again when I 
I experience this powerlessness and can stop fighting against me and others and my, my character defects and really accept that my disease and the disease of all the, the persons who hurt me, my grandfather, my mother, my father, my ex-husband, um, they all have the same disease like me. <laughs> And this is so helpful to, yes, to, to get aware and to accept it. And that nobody is guilty. There is no guilt. There is only this disease. And I did bad things out of my disease, but I'm not a worse person. This was really also a very important um, not thing. It was very important for me to to get to see that I'm I'm really sick and it's not my fault and I'm I'm a beloved child of my higher power and my higher power really loves me <laughs> and helps me and guides me and brought so many people in my life they helped me they helped me and they still help me my sponsor my friends all the members in SA and the and in the other programs I don't know if I, I'm still living when I don't found the program. My uncle, he was 16. He was the son of, 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 of this, my grandfather. He killed himself when I was 10. And I really could see that last is, is leading to dead. Um, so I'm really very grateful that I found SA and can see what my problem is and have a solution. I have a solution and it's um, this, this ninth step. I'm, I'm still in this ninth step. I'm, I'm not through. Uh, I, I, I did some amends, and for me, right now, it's really the most, um, how can I say, it's this forgive myself and others to get free is the most necessary work right now in this ninth step i um and i also experience that i'm not really the one who forgives it comes from my higher power when i'm willing to accept a disease and the disease of the others and see how powerless i am and the others are there always comes grace in and this feeling of of compassion and forgiveness and peace and and love and that's that's really a very big gift for me when i can feel this when i'm yes when i'm i'm seeing that also my perpetrators are Childs of my higher power, and they also my grandfather. I did a lot of work with him. It's yeah, and I'm 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 still. Um, sometimes I'm talking with him. Sometimes I have the feeling he comes and and want to apologize. <laughs> and yeah, and for me, it's it's really. I need to be willing to forgive. 
And this forgiveness comes not out of myself. I only need to be open and willing. And then I can go on. Then I can go further and, yeah. Yes, and um, also living immense is also very important for me. It's it's not easy to change my behavior. I was always a person who wants to have something from the others. I always wanted that they are there for me, that they give me uh, love and whatever. And this is still there. This is my last, I think. It's and it's thank you. Um, this is really also needs work <laughs> to get out of my self-centeredness and doing doing steps and getting into action to do something for others, call others, ask them how they are doing being there for my kids or yes give and not want something and i'm still practicing <laughs> um yeah i'm doing some service in in sa right now where i'm really happy about we are i'm working in a committee for supporting women in sa in our re region and we are working I'm working together with members and men and women and it's so good to yeah to work on this issue how can can I support or share what I I've I've experienced in SA and support others, other women and help them to, to be in SA because there are not so many of us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Hi, my name is Hamid Sexalik Ramira. Go ahead, Hamid. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't find the hand icon on the Zoom. Uh, thank you, Claudia, for your share. Thank you so much. I could strongly relate it to what you shared. As a fellow who has experienced uh, abuse in child, childhood, and yeah, I heard a lot of other stories related to my story, but this story you shared really moved me and. Mm. I really could relate. Mm. Exactly. The word you said after that about forgiving people mm. and yourself. Mm. So I want to thank you and mm. for your courage and honesty. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hamid. Thank you. Thank you, Hamid. Hmm. And Denise, I see your hand, your virtual hand is up. Hello. Uh, thank you, Claudia. It was so lovely to hear your share. Um, and yeah, I was really touched by um, when you were talking about forgiveness, you know, and the self-compassion and the compassion for others. And I think that's really important in recovery, you know, and... And also, obviously, as a female member, I can relate to, you know, being in this fellowship as, as a woman with the, you know, the, all the difficulties. And I'm delighted to hear you're part of the Support for Women Committee. And I found it a very um, enriching experience myself. So it was really, really lovely to hear you share. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Denise. Uh, Dana, you're next. Thank you, Claudia, for uh, sharing your story with us. Uh, it was very, uh, very 
very enlightening and and I, I appreciate the courage uh, that it took to share that with us, all of us. Uh, at one point in your share, uh, you got to talk, you mentioned, you're talking about surrender. And I noticed because actually your face kind of lit up and you almost got kind of a little uh, girlishly excited about the uh, realizing that surrendering was uh, your path to peace and freedom. Uh, did, that, did that happen in kind of like a bolt for you one day, a bolt of lightning? Did you just kind of come around and say, boy, this is what I really need to do more of? Or was it something that just took a long time over, you know, a lot of meetings and prayer that you, you know, you gradually came to that realization that it, that uh, surrendering, and not just the lust, but our powerlessness over everything in our lives was kind of your your path. I couldn't help but notice because you, you really did smile and lighten up when you were talking about that. <laughs> so was that a quick thing or was it drawn out over months and years? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, what? <laughs> a short one or a long one? I... I I don't understand your if the surrendering was a long one or what. I don't understand exactly what you want to ask me. Okay. Uh, you, uh, a Zeit oder eine, uh, eine kleine Zeit? <laughs> surrendering is still going on every day, <laughs> every minute, <laughs> every you, temptation. It's not... Something I experienced, it's not something I I do and I have it. It's it's some kind of attitude, I think, surrendering. It's, it's You seem to approach it willingly now. When did that change happen? Well, most of us start in the beginning. Surrendering is like, you know, I got to be hit with a two-by-four to surrender. But apparently somewhere in your, your, your program, you've realized that, Surrendering is a positive thing that you look forward to. Am I right? So, Somebody help <laughs> no, I'm not always looking forward to surrender. It's I think I think surrender is also a gift. I can't do this. It's for me. Sometimes I'm feeling really very bad and feeling that there's something going on and, and I'm in my self-will and whatever and my character defects and I can't get out. And then in some way, I don't know, maybe it's it's really about willingness. I got this relief that I I got aware that it's not about me. <laughs> and I don't know. It's it's really a gift. Surrendering. It's nothing I can make happen. It's sometimes it's really hard to surrender. <laughs> really, to to accept that I'm powerless, that I can't do it on my own. My I'm so I. Trying it sometimes so hard, <laughs> but it does not work. And then something came in, and this is the gift I think for coming again and again, going to meetings, talking to persons, calling my sponsor, doing what she's saying, being willing to to do what I can do, and then. The grace, this is the grace. And this is really powerlessness because I can't do nothing to, to get rid of this disease and of lust. It's really a grace. Yeah, Claudia, I don't know if you saw it, but Dana at one point had a big thumbs up, the virtual <laughs> thumbs up. On his on his screen, um, Stan. I saw your hand was up, then it went down. And do you still like to share? Yep. No, still like to share. Uh, appreciate that, Daniel. Uh, thanks, Claudia, for your share. Um, 
I have a question in regards to your experience, Strength and Hope, Claudia, when it comes to uh, forgiveness, um, I guess, of uh, the man that you mentioned that was uh, also a sexaholic in SA. Um, have you been able, did you go through an actual uh, night step of forgiveness with him? And how did that experience uh, happen? And um, you, you share on that? With my husband, with my ex-husband. This man from Were, SA? Yes. I'm did married. you um, actually do that? Yes. Did you actually uh, do a, a, a full night step uh, amends to him? And did that happen recently? And what was your experience with that? I don't do an amends to him, and I, I think I will not do it face-to-face with him. And I'm not sure if most, also to some of the amends uh, I was involved, I wrote letters and uh, sent it to my sponsor, and I never, I never sent it to themselves. And with my ex-husband, um, I think I'm not really through. I'm not really um, completely in peace with him. I'm, um, yeah, that's a good question. I'm. I think I need to work on it. <laughs> but I can see that. He gives me also a lot. I know that he really wants to have a family and he really wants to to be there for me and for my kids. This, this was not the, his kids. And he helped me really a lot through this time where all this abuse stuff came up. He was really there for me. And he 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 did a lot of of uh, work for my kids and because i was i was not able in this time i was really in a lot of pain and not very present and for this i'm really very grateful and i i knew that this this was also the will of my higher power to 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 get married with him and to have this experience so i'm in some way in peace with with all this because i really believe that was also a gift from my higher power that i can see all this abuse stuff and be safe in this marriage thank you thanks claudia thank you thank you stan and next up was nancy hi claudia thank you so much for your share um there's a lot that I can relate to uh, coming in and leaving and back and in terms of acting out, um, but always keep coming to SA. Um, how did you manage during those relapse times to keep coming back? I there was a strong community in Austria, SA community, also with a lot of women when I came in. And I really liked these persons. I really, this was, I was, I was in, in this program, I was also doing service before I relapsed. And, um, I don't know. It's also it's also a gift that I can stay, that I never go away forever. It was something very strong, which, which knows inside of me. I need this um, community, and I really, after this last relapse or after this relationship with this man, my last relationship with this man, I really see how important this sobriety definition is for me as a sex addict. This was really, I think this was necessary to to see that this is my solution for my protection and the protection of others. And 
And before, I don't see this, it this way. It was, I accepted it and I saw how quick I gave it up when a man wants sex. And I wanted this relationship. I don't want sex. I, I wanted this man and I wanted this relationship. And I, I, he took, he wants sex. And I said, okay, no problem. <laughs> I want this relationship. I want this man. Sex was not so important. I was longing for something, someone who is there for me. And it does not work. But I stayed and this is my higher power. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for your openness and vulnerability and emphasis on forgiveness of others and also yourself, acceptance of acceptance of others' disease. Even with the abuse, in the middle of the abuse, I guess maybe that's another question is how to, the ones that abused you and hurt you, to be at a place of forgiveness and know they're powerless too. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. good crazy, but. Yeah. Next up, I see Jackie has her virtual blue hand up. Thanks. Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm a sexaholic. Hey, Claudia, thank you so much for sharing. And, um, you know, it was really wonderful to hear you. And uh, you did a good job with your English. And, uh, you know, this is one of the, the, the wonderful things I find from this Barcelona meeting. You know, there's a lovely mix of men and women shares. And um, that's why I appreciate so much. And I appreciate you sharing, too. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> The floor is still open, and I guess I'll, I'll jump in here with a question, Jackie. I'm Daniel, sexaholic in Barcelona. And again, thank you, yes, for, for being so open and honest. And um, especially touching was the, the talk of uh, childhood abuse. And I know that's been a factor in my life. And so I identify with that. You know, our stories, of course, are different, but the abuse was still there. And that's a big reason why I'm here. I guess my question is, I think in the big book, it says something about outside experts. And I'm wondering if if you have have used any outside experts in dealing with that as well as essay and how that works together or how if, if you have, how has that worked? Yeah, thank you, Daniel. That's really a, a important question. Um, yes, I, I'm um, at the same time when I came into the program, I started a, a, a spiritual work, a healing work. Um, and this is still what I'm still doing. It's, it's a lot about my deep work. It's a lot about my feelings. I've, pushed down with my with my addictions and when I'm getting sober all this stuff came up and I have support there it's a group it's a very supportive group I'm I'm in since 20 years and um, there I can go through this pain and all this stuff with with help and since uh a half year I'm also facilitate um visiting a, a therapist, a man, and this was also I I, I think this this is <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Higher power gave me this this man. <laughs> so I can learn something with him and yeah, I'm I'm having outside help too. Because dealing with all these feelings and this pain and sometimes I really thought I, I, I can't go through it. It's too hurtful. I, I can't stand it. It's I will die. But I don't die in my childhood. I some way I <laughs> survived and yeah, and healing is possible. 
I'm in the middle of it and sometimes it's really not easy and I'm so grateful that I'm not alone. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Claudia. And we still have uh, a bit more time, so the floor is still open. And I'd say um, if you have uh, fewer than 30 days of sobriety, feel free to share now as well. And I see Susie has her virtual blue hand up. <clears throat> thank you. I'm, <clears throat> I'm Susie Sexaholic. And Claudia, I want to say thank you. It's good to hear you. It's good to get to know you a little better. Um, I really am touched by your story and by your, <clears throat> excuse me, your um, healing and your willingness to see the abusers in your life as sick people too, and to recognize that it's the disease um, that has affected all of all of you and so many in your family. And I just want to say how my, I admire your ability to keep taking the next step to, to find forgiveness and to work the program. And um, yeah, I don't really have a question. I just want to say thank you. And it's, it's good to see you here. <laughs> thank you. Susie. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Susie. Uh, we have Katrin, and then we'll have Melissa. So, Katrin, you're up. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, thank you, Claudia. Uh, my name is Katrin Tostoholik. Um, I want to say thank you for your share and also for your courage and uh, openness and honesty. And um, I, I don't really have a question, uh, but I something that came up for me was... Um, when you talked about family disease, I have a, a recent memory. I went to my mother and I made a first amend to her, um, admitting that I excluded her from my life in the past four years since I started NSA and even previously, but um, she, she didn't know anything about me anymore in my life. And I, I started talking to her about the dependency relationship I had with this man before I came to SA and that I couldn't stop seeing him. And she hadn't known any about this going on for more than five years previously to SA. And uh, at some point, I, I never mentioned any sexual addiction or anything. She looked at me and she said, were you addicted sexually to him? I I don't know where it came from from her, but you know this this family thing. It, it was obvious um, in in that um, situation, and it was very unexpected. And I have uh, really parallels to your story with finding pornography of uh, family members and all that Fine. stuff. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you again for sharing. With us. Thank you, Catherine. And Melissa. Hello, Melissa, sexaholic. Thank you so much for your share. Um, I just, I resonate with a lot of the shares already today. Another piece that really stood out from um, your story was about uh, living alone right now and how you're getting a chance to be okay with yourself. Um, and I think that's one of the, the areas that I'm at right now. Um, like I'm really looking toward others to define my identity, my sense of self-worth. Um, I feel like I'm not living unless I'm around other people. Um, being by myself is death to me. Um, so you really inspired me when you said you're okay with yourself and your higher power and you're learning about yourself. And, and, and I really heard you blossoming in that and um, just your uh, a sense of peace with yourself and with God. Um, and I've really been struggling the past couple of weeks with that. And I just wanted to say that that really inspired me to um, know that if you can do it, then I can do it. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks, Thanks Melissa. Uh, Kawi is the next one. Do I say your name right? Yes, you did say. It. Thank you. Um, my name is Kawi. I'm a sexaholic. 
Um, grateful to be here. I'm 10 weeks over. Um, also eight weeks in SA. Um, first of all, I'm so glad that this is the first meeting I've been to where there's so many women. It's very refreshing to see that. I'm so glad that um, Claudia shared her story. There are so many lessons I can pick from that. And I hope to get better as I work my program. That's all. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Kavi. Come back. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. <laughs> yes, Kavi. I think Luke is the one who's who's putting the speakers together for this Wednesday meeting. And it, it's I have to thank him for this wonderful service. And what he tries to do is alternate men one week, women another week. So, uh, yes, please keep coming back. And the floor is still... I will, thank you. I guess Monica was just waving, Francis, so the floor is open. And for those, ah, Federico, your blue hand is up. Hello, hi, <coughs> Federico Sexaholic. Um, yeah, thank you for everybody who does um, who does service at this meeting. And uh, yeah, I have to say, I, I was thinking, you know, like uh, <coughs> it's amazing, you know, how how do uh, how do these guys who run this meeting do it? Uh, it's one great share after another, um, and I've really, really been enjoying it. And thank you so much, Claudia, for. Um, for your share today. I got a lot out of that. Um, and uh, yeah, with regards to the the sort of forgiveness uh, side of things, uh, yeah, my sponsors often pointed out that I can't get to step make a step nine amends unless I'm willing to forgive first. Uh, but in some in some cases, it's been it's been difficult uh, to let go of um, of the desire to resent and to judge. Um, I had a good sort of experience a few years ago where I was going back towards resentments around my parents uh, and around things that happened, not sexual abuse, but other things that happened in my childhood. Mm -hmm. And um, and then one day, <clears throat> as I was praying, I didn't hear a voice or anything, but I the thought just came to my mind and it sort of said, and how would you have done it at 24 years of age? Because my mother had me when she was 24. Uh, and then she moved countries to a country where she couldn't speak the language, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then I realized, you know, when I was 24, I was so deep in my addiction. You know, I how could I have done it at that age? And putting myself a little bit in her shoes, um, you know, it, it sounds really simple. But for me, it was very difficult. But it led me to forgiveness, Nine. which I found it helpful. Thank you. Thank you, Frederick. Thank you, Federico. Hmm. And if you have fewer than 30 days, feel free to share as well. We have time for maybe two more shares. Francis. Thanks, Daniel. Sorry, I can't raise my hand to sausage and lettuce. Uh, Claudia, just like to say thank you. Um, I got a lot out of your share as one who is just about to start step nine. I've just done the step eight list. I got an awful lot, particularly around forgiveness, because there's one area in my life that I'm struggling with that one. And uh, listening to you and how you went about it has certainly given me an awful lot to think about as I go forward. And like you, a lot of the amends I'm going to have to make will probably be via letter and in living amends rather than face-to-face -face because of the nature of the thing. But uh, again, I just want to say thank you. And it was great to hear your strength and experience of Step 9. It's given me a lot of hope as I go forward now in the future. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Francis. Daniel, can I share, please? Sure, Monica, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Monica Sexapolic. Thank you very much, Claudia, for for your for your share. Um, I understood very well everything because English is not my my first language anyway. So.
So I want, yes, I understand what you say about your ex-husband and, and the surrender because uh, my my ex-boyfriend, which is the last boyfriend I had, and after him I, I came in uh, essay, I didn't put him in my eight-step list because, you know, uh, I I thought, I think, I think we are equals, you know. Uh, he's a sex alcoholic. I am a sex alcoholic. We are both, you know, like grown up enough, to, you know, to have a, a this kind of relationship. So I have this feeling that, of course, I I I, I forgive him. I, I I have the feeling I don't have anything to forgive him because you know I was there and he was a kind of. Uh, uh, psychological abuse and I just let it do so you know it, it, it doesn't hurt me now that I'm in recovery and I work all these things and I, I work the steps and I you know it was what it was you know like I was a sexaholic he was a sexaholic it's, it's the same energy it's why we, we stay together and but another other other people that I heard yes I make a, I make a Letters and comments. Okay, thank you, Francis. Thank you. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.